Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome back to the TMZ Podcast. Charlie Neff here. Stephanie here. Nikki here. Lauren here. You guys, history is made today. <laughs> First all-girl staff for the podcast. Woo, woo. Female woo. empowerment episode coming at you. Girl power. All right, let's get right into it, you guys. So really, really sad story that we're starting out with. Um, Nick Cannon has shared some devastating news. His youngest son, Zen, who's only five months old, has died from a brain tumor. He so Nick uh, made an announcement on the Nick Cannon show, and here's what he had to say. This weekend, you know, I made a, a valid effort to, to spend the most quality time I could spend. Got to spend, you know, the weekend with them, spend night, and we woke up on Sunday, and I was like, I just feel like I want to go to the water. You know, and kind of got a chance to go to the, to the ocean. And so, you know, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, I had allowed the sun to rise and, you know, kind of hold my son. Um, holding my son for the last time. But it was still, it was a beautiful setting to spend that whole day. It was interesting because even as I was holding him, I, still, you know, I was still preparing my day as it normally went to come back and you know come here and still i didn't know what it was going to be but i just but even by the time i got in the car and was headed to the airport i had to turn around absolutely devastating i mean you can just hear the sadness in his in his voice and how much this has affected him yeah, he had the um, baby with model Alyssa Scott. That is the mother. And, you know, they were very private about the um, health struggles that, you know, Zen was, you know, going through. I guess I guess uh, they were explaining at two months old, Zen developed a sinus issue, discovered it was a tumor, required surgery. And the surgeries just were, uh, you know, ineffective for him. And it, the, you can hear in his voice how upsetting it was for him, but how much it meant to him to be with him for the last time that weekend. It and I think those last moments were really precious to them. And even yeah. when she posted on Instagram, those last the final photos. photos are so intense. And I think Nick kind of gets a lot of criticism for having so many children. Mm -hmm. Like people are like, how do you have seven children and how can you actually be an active dad? But hearing him and the sadness and how he was there for his son in those final moments. And he even later on described that he uh, was supposed to go to work and catch a flight and go on with his day, but he just couldn't because it was absolutely tragic and traumatizing for him. So it shows you that he is involved in the children's lives that he, you know, he's the children pretty, that he has. They're pretty, uh, he's pretty good at like, like letting you in on social media with him and his kids, all of them. And then also protecting some things too. But for me, like, no, like watching Nick Cannon as the brand grow to what he's grown to today to have like his own show, when the news broke, I remember me and Siobhan, we were in, we were filming the show and she was like, I can't believe that like he aired that news himself, like had the courage to do that yeah. just because, you know, as a, she has kids. So as a parent, you know, like that's pretty tough. Watching him was pretty tough. But then I was thinking about it, like, you know, if you're a dad and you're in this business and you know that the story, people are going to talk about it because you are such a protective father, you want to be that person that 
you shared this news in the way that you want it to be put out. And yeah. I think that it was done in the best way that he could have done. When he started tearing up, mm. yeah. I cried. Like, I cried with him watching the video. Like, oh my, I can't, I can't imagine having to get up and go to work, but I can't imagine as a parent having to just even yes. face even that. Or Yeah, after. like. And even for a child that's only five months old, like you never want to see like a little infant like this struggle through mm -hmm. something so horrible. Yeah. And you want, when you have kids, I mean, I don't have kids, but when you do have kids, you want them to live long, healthy lives. Full lives. Yes, yeah. that is always the yep. goal. And when you have a child that has issues, like, I mean, it is nerve wracking as a parent, as you know, you're loving your child, you want them to have this full life. And it's just, it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. So we are going to move on to something else. Uh, still pretty uh, touchy thing that's happening right now with Jesse Smollett. Yep. Um, so we've been following this for some years now. It's been three years. Can you guys? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe, I can't believe that. It's been three now years. Now he's in court. And now he is in court. And he recently took the stand to tell his side of things. And when he took the stand, so it started Monday. Um, he, you know, went into a lot of different things that we did not know. So he went into depth about his relationship with the Ansandario brothers. Um, he talked about having a actual like sexual relationship with one of the brothers. Yeah, as I well. thought this was so interesting because like we've heard for some so long that they're friends, the three of them, right? But According to the brothers, they said like, oh, Jesse wanted to create this fake fight right. and like, you know, wanted like to get clout basically. But now we're hearing from Jesse's side, like there was actually some kind of like low Deeper relationship here, yeah, like yeah, exactly. physical relationship. Not only was it physical, but they also were doing drugs together and going right. out partying together. And, you know, Jesse was asked while he was on the stand, like, why didn't you call cops right away? And he was like, I'm a black man in America. I don't trust the police. Why would I call them? And another thing, too, is the reason why Jesse is now coming out and saying, like, revealing, like, hey, one of the brothers, like, him and I went, we did drugs, we went into a bathroom, we had, like, some physical contact um, or physical relation, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. The reason why he's saying this is he's trying to poke a hole in what the uh, uh, Osandario brothers are saying, which they said that there was no kind of relationship with him other than just being friends. And they're also saying that they were not drug dealers. So Jesse is saying, look, they did provide me drugs. I did pay for the drugs, kind of essentially trying to make them look like liars in their story. And right. now he's revealing like, also, hey, we met at a gay bar and this kind of got went further than just like a friendship. Because the biggest thing here is like, who do you believe? Because both sides of the story are like super extreme. Yeah. So it's like, who do you believe? And I think... Until I heard, because I, I was like, why would Jesse get up and talk? Like, there's so much doubt yes. against mm -hmm. him. Like, mm -hmm. everything. Like, we've seen videos of them buying the mask and the red hats and just so many different things that did not make sense for him. And then he, I thought he was going to talk himself into a circle. And then he gets up there. And although we, we've heard from uh, Matt Flynn, who was mm -hmm. in the courtroom, say he was very poised. He knew when to be warm. He knew when to be stern. But he's also an actor. Right. It worked right. for him. It, it did help you cast some doubt toward the brothers because he literally turned everything they said on his back. Everything. And I think, too, when the story first came out that, like, this was all a hoax, like, the, none of this ever really happened, that mm -hmm. Jesse was looking to get some publicity, and you saw how much, like, evidence the police had against him, you really, I think a lot of people were like, all right, at some I point he was he's got to say, mm -hmm. well, at some point he's <laughs> got to say, like, all right, I made it up, like, you know, I, I messed up big time. But he's really stuck to his story, uh, which kind of makes you think, like, well, what if he is telling the truth mm -hmm. a little bit? Do but we have any Predictions for the case. Closing arguments are happening Wednesday. So what do you guys predict is going to happen at the end of this? 
I it's think just he's going to be guilty. guilty. I see. Yeah, I think he's going to get off. Oh. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> you think he's going to so be innocent? Me, up until this point, I didn't have an opinion because it's just like, for me, I don't know where I want to see him end up. It's just a hard place. I don't know. I didn't have a stance at all. I just was like, this is crazy. This is like a Lifetime movie. But when I was getting ready for the podcast, I was going through everything. And I'm like, wow, if I was an attorney and I was Jesse's attorney, I would feel like job well done. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, they're definitely get poking holes in the Osandaria brothers' story. Another thing, too, is, like, what do the Osandaria brothers do after this? Like, I this know. has, like, <laughs> put them on a platform where, like, everybody knows who they are. Like, do they go and, like, become actors? Like, weren't they, they, were, they kind were, of trying to do that at yeah. some point? But they did a few movies. Wasn't Ola, like, he was, you know, if he, he they were t- saying he was homophobic and all this stuff, but he was at gay pride parades and things right. like that. So now they have, they're under a microscope now, mm-hmm. regardless of what the outcome is of this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then also, like, does Jesse, like, still have a place in Hollywood? Like, does he continue on? I think in 2021, like, we like to think that, like, people do things and they have these big consequences that are away forever. But Jesse was directing during the time that all this broke. Remember, we did the story that he was, like, on a set. He was directing. People that were there with him were, like, was, like, he was great at what he did. They weren't even worried about what was happening in the court. And I think for a lot of people in Hollywood, if you can get paid, you're going to if if he's the director or the actor beside you or not. So I don't think that it's going to stop him or not. I mean... COVID hit at a very opportune point for him. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I feel like the more things come out, too, everyone's changing their opinions. Mm. It's one day the thing this, then the thing this. Right. And there was somebody somebody in the newsroom, too, that brought up the point that this is like a victimless crime. Like, nobody was really killed. No one was technically really hurt. Look, he, yeah, he played into a lot of, like, the issues that are going on in America right now, which is, like, heavy and, like, very hurtful to, to different people. But at the end of the day, the reason why he is going to court is the police want money back, right? They said, look, we spent all this money to, like, investigate your case, and we spent all this time doing this, and we want that money back because you are a fraud, basically. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. So for me, the victimless crime the victimless crime thing, even that, I'm, like, on the fence because Jesse Smollett, like, when I first met him, like, was very much an activist. He was, like, LGBTQ, like, you know, he was speaking out. He was an activist. Mm-hmm. He was very heavy in, like, you know, like, Black Lives Matter and speaking out for Black men and Black men in the LGBTQ community. And if it, it's proven that, you know, he used those things to create something to just create headlines for himself. Even though we're saying it's victimless, it's like you have so many people behind that that he was really helping, like, because he was a face. He was on a popular show. He was a lead character. And now so many people who are like Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ, like all that stuff is just like a facade. You guys really don't have any issues in that world. Are looking at people like Jesse Smollett, if this is true that he, you know, lied about this and saying proof, this is proof right here. It's definitely it's offensive to like the yeah. minority groups that he kind of like went after and like represented you know and it just makes them look exactly like what you said like a farce and it makes them look like silly and they're making up their own stories but anyway what you guys want to hop to something fun yeah this is my favorite story of the day pete davidson and mgk they were uh took over calvin klein's instagram live and they stripped down to their underwear and they were joking about how well endowed they were and here's a few of the jokes that they were saying i'm freezing right now how about yeah i am a grower for sure Mm. i'm not really a grower or a shower it's but it's actually the same small (laughs) and Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's actually a scientific wonder. Oh my gosh, they so good. You know, I thought this was going to be a little <laughs> bit hotter than it actually ended up being it because was, it was kind of a hot mess, but you couldn't yeah. look away. You don't think so, it was cute though because oh, they're so they were so awkward. I, I love them were, together. I think they are oh killing the game. But so basically, I know you guys can't see it, but <laughs> to describe it to you, MGK was like standing front and center, had no shame. He's standing there in his little like 
tight boxer briefs that are white and like kind of see through. And Pete Davidson was like kind of off to the side, like a little scared to show off what he's got going <laughs> he said on. He was doing the thing like how how Instagram girls are like naked and your butt is showing, but like you're acting like you don't know you're naked. So <laughs> right. he said he was doing that. And he knows all eyes are on him because he is dating Kim Kardashian. And everyone has heard the stories that he's like mm-hmm. well endowed. Ariana Grande said he's like 10 inches and he's not showing Wait, any of she it. She said that number? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. All but I know is they <laughs> look so good. And when they're out there on that live stream, all the comments are just like, show us more, show us more. And Pete was like, you know, I'll do, I'll kiss you right now. They up the price for us. Up right the now. price. Oh yeah. I'll kiss, I'll kiss you. you. I will touch your private. Like I will do this <laughs> if they up the budget. Like they're, they're the best of friends though. I know they're friends off of like, you know, the big screen. Right. So it's funny to see these two men who are best friends probably don't look at each other like privates yeah, like that, right. like mm-hmm. to do this Instagram live. And Calvin Klein, honestly, kudos to them. Because they capitalized. Yeah. And it's so moment. different from what they usually go for. Like you, when you Very think of Calvin easy. Klein, it's like Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. or like, you know, one of those kind of guys or Brad mm-hmm. Pitt or something. You don't think of like the skinny rocker guys that are like cool and skinny but guys. But those two are the hottest ones right now. Skinny guys yeah. are yeah. And tattoos. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them for being right on brand because skinny guys <laughs> is where it's at. Okay, okay. I'm so curious because every time I come on, this, come on this podcast, all the guys are always like, oh, I don't get it with like Pete Davidson and MGK. Like I don't get the appeal. But for me, I'm like, it's all about personality. They're like cool, mm-hmm. fun, and yeah. confident. Like clearly that's what get, gets girls. Um, what do you guys think And they're that? able to take a joke about their private parts. A lot of men in this right. room are very, very territorial about the well, jokes you know that are said. Yeah. Territorial is not much territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, lack of territory. No, I, I think, think too that... They, oh, go ahead. Go Sorry. <laughs> There's just the hottest thing on social media. They're the hottest because they're dating the most the beautiful women. women Megan Fox Kim Kardashian yes. when you put that with the rumors spread about mm-hmm. them plus Calvin Klein and all of the clout plus like yep. it's kind of appealing though when he this. was taking off his pants though like you're kind of like okay wait are we gonna see a yeah. little bit yeah. like yeah. you're like on your edge of your seat like waiting were you expecting to see more I was. Yeah, I, I was I thought that at the end like Pete Davidson was gonna be like cause you know he's like very self-deprecating I thought he was gonna like give it all to us like a lot of pun intended. <laughs> like, just really just show us, like, yes. boom, it's here. Mm-hmm. Or Because he said, like, it, he's a, a grower. So right. mm-hmm. as they warmed up throughout the, <laughs> the live, I thought we were going to get to right. see a little something, something, you know? Instagram Live would shut it down. But I, I did know. think that we would get a little bit more. I thought it was kind of it was kind of interesting when um, MGK had Googled uh, what Pete Davidson's name was under the Urban Dictionary, and oh. it basically BDE? said he had BDE. <gasps> and then Pete Davidson was like, "Yeah, it's true." No. So he was like confirming all the rumors about himself. <laughs> I'm like, "Wow." If was I was a guy though, and like my brand was like BDE, even if I BDE isn't my thing, I would just go with it. Yeah, you you, right. Like you have to, and it's so effortless for him. He just goes. with He was it. saying it, it was works. embarrassing to have that title and I was like that is not embarrassing oh no not at all but I just feel like he's just not that type of person that likes that kind of like attention that drawn to him he seems very reserved but like Mm -hmm. when you get to know him his personality Mm -hmm. shines that's what makes him so cute though Mm -hmm. is like like I don't I don't know if like physically like I would see him and be like oh my god but like when I watch him in interviews Mm -hmm. and like like I'm just like oh he's pretty interesting oh so physically I think yes and then I also think his height though his height does it and then his reputation mix I'm like oh yeah and his self deprecating (laughs) humor oh big fan over here (laughs) I I think it, we can all agree that once there's kind of a geeky guy that gets a really hot girl, yeah. all the other girls are like, wait, what's he got going on? True. And I think that kind of added to the allure of both of them. Mm-hmm. A little, yeah. Of course, they were both like famous before, but 
I mean, if you look at Pete Davidson alone, mm-hmm. like Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, now mm-hmm. Kim, like at a point you got to be like, okay, he's got something. Something going on. is going on. His his circle of friends too. Like he has like the cool friends. Like yes. he hangs with like Char- like Charlamagne. He hangs with the, hangs with the rappers. Mm-hmm. The like you know like it's something about him where you're just like, I wonder what it'd be like to do a weekend with him. Oh, like yeah, you yeah. Know I mean, he seems fun. Do we want to hear about what happened with Rebel Wilson? Yeah. She lost 77 pounds, which you would think is an amazing thing, but her management did not think so. Uh, She went on BBC Breakfast, and this is what she had to say. I got a lot of pushback from my own team, actually, here in Hollywood, when I said, okay, I'm going to do this year of health. I'm going to, I feel like I'm really going to physically transform and change my life. And they were like, why? Why would you want to do that? Because I was earning millions of dollars being you know, the funny fat girl and like, and being that person. And I go, well, because even though I was still very confident being bigger and, you know, loved myself, you know, would rock a red carpet. But I knew deep down inside some of the emotional eating behaviors I was doing was not healthy. Like I did, did not need a tub of ice cream every night. That was me, you know, numbing emotions with using food, which wasn't the healthiest thing. So here's the thing. You would think, okay, you're a signature funny fat girl. Does that mean your whole life now, your whole career, you have to be the signature funny fat girl? It seemed like the management was like, you have to be this. You can be nothing else. And they weren't even excited for her when she accomplished a big goal of hers. In November, she was 165 pounds. She was really excited about it. She even said she was confident with the way that she was before. It wasn't even about that. She was losing weight to be healthy and to feel good. And they were like, absolutely not. Why would you do that? Why would you want to do that? See, I'm like on the edge about this because obviously I'm so supportive for anybody that's able to lose that amount of weight or any weight in general. It is hard. You guys all know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, especially during COVID, like a lot of people actually gained weight to lose weight during COVID. Definitely a challenge. But at the same time in the, in the entertainment industry, we all know going into the game that your looks is a huge part of your brand and your Mm -hmm. job. And when you are somebody that is always playing the larger side friend or best friend, it's really hard to break out of that and have people start seeing you as like the leading actress that's like the cookie cutter, blonde, skinny, you know, Amy Smart kind of person. But um, that's what Hollywood's all about is having a niche. Like what is it that makes, you know, Charlie different than you? Mm -hmm. And it's just it's that in Hollywood, I understand where her management company was coming from because there are certain people who relate to Rebel Wilson for being the confident fat girl. She's probably given a lot of bigger girls that confidence that they may have needed. And so her whole entire brand now has gone through a rebrand and that can be scary in Hollywood. You can lose roles. You can not get casted because they're not relating to you as the skinny fat or the skinny comedian. And even for like Adele, we saw Adele lose a ton of weight and it wasn't like, wow, great job, Adele. Like you're doing a great job. It It was was a lot of people coming and attacking her. Mm. But also the headlines, you know, not our headlines, but other headlines out there were saying like, wow, Adele can still sing despite losing all the weight. Right. You know, so it becomes part of your brand without even wanting it. Like Adele didn't really come out and stand on a platform and say like, I'm a bigger girl, I can sing and like really own it. It wasn't until she lost a ton of weight that she was like, yeah, I never asked for people to point out my weight. They just did on their own kind of thing. I guess what she was kind of saying is though, she really dived into it. She worked out six times a week. She did a new method where she cut back on sugar and she really took it seriously. So I think she was expecting that from them being like, I want to rebrand myself. So as my management, maybe you can support me on this is probably what she was thinking. I think too that like um, when when you look at so, like, management's looking at it from, like, a business perspective, mm-hmm. right? And it's, like, 
for her, she's looking at it as like a real life thing. And I think when you see people like a Cardi, right, who like takes like her real life, how she is in real life and makes it business. It's hard for a lot of people to do that. And from a management perspective, you're always worried that if your client isn't working, neither are you. So they're probably looking at like, can she do this? Like, can she really make this real change that she wanted to make because of how she really felt as a real person, not as the actor, not as the brand work for her in real life because everybody can't do it. But to her, you know, to her advantage, I feel like, you know, it's cliche to say when you feel when you feel uh, when you look better, you feel better type of thing. But I would say, like, give it a shot. She's already, it's not like she's like a nobody actress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she, yeah, has, she has the name for right. sure. Right. Yeah. Like, it, she has everything about everything that you need. She has the team, she has the credits, she has, it's just now she'll have to do different roles. And people will have to get used to that. And they will. Sometimes you have to put it in people's face to make them want yeah. that, though. And I think her team should take a chance on her because right. you took a chance on her in the beginning before that she was true. even known mm-hmm. as the, you know, the big actress or the the, the fat, I hate mm-hmm. even saying I that. Know, I, fat, I know, fat, I know. I don't like saying that it's word. But girls. her character, mm-hmm. you know, was Fat Amy, right? Yeah. So she's kind of embraced that word and like being that kind of character. But you're right. I mean, it's kind of like a negative Word it to say. It's also just because we're women, though, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. we're sensitive to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I felt bad even saying it. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. in hate crime or something. Um, and then one last thing on that, you know, Jonah Hill, we've seen him really fluctuate with yeah. his weight. And sometimes he'll actually, like, he gained weight recently for a role just to play someone that was a little bit larger. So I'm not sure exactly what her plan is, but a lot of actors kind of view their body as like a vessel and you kind of transform yourself into that person, whatever that needs to be, Mm -hmm. whether it's gaining weight back, whether it's losing weight or what have you. So I think she's going to be fine. She's she's going to be fine and she has a long career ahead of her. All right, moving on to the very last topic. (laughs) This one is so great and probably my favorite story of the day. So Britney Spears, well, we should say Britney Spears has been celebrating her birthday in Cabo with Sam Asghari. We know that they landed back today. Uh, She was celebrating her birthday, but... Mm -hmm. Um, obviously she has fans all over the world and specifically in Texas, there was a substitute teacher that is a huge fan of hers. He was actually given the boot and let go. Uh, the school district said that he was singing a Britney Spears song, specifically toxic in class. And they felt it was inappropriate. Here's a little bit of him singing. Taste of your lips, I'm on a Y'all, he sound good. I thought he sounded, he sounded pretty good. good. Uh, are you guys kidding me? If I was to sing Toxic right now, it would not sound <laughs> oh, like that. Would not sound good if I sang that. This guy dimmed the lights, broke out the karaoke, had some other little like prop strobe lights, strobe lights. Like this guy was belting it out and he's a substitute teacher. Like what? What were you supposed to be teaching but that day? On, here's the thing. Substitute teachers, they never really taught. Right they were kind of just like the fill they in for the, the day. Like, if I'm not watching yeah. the movie, you better be entertaining. You better honestly be seeing. What was the context of this though? Like what? Like what? Why? So I guess originally there was like rumors that he was just like a prankster that was like faking it as a teacher but the district like looked into that they said no he had the correct credentials and he was he was a legitimate substitute (laughs) teacher that was just filling in for somebody that day 
But, you know, unclear, like, what class this was. Yeah. I feel like if this, if this was, like, music appreciation, I'd be like, hey, like, or fit theater. the schedule. No, theater no, no. Homie yeah. was just supposed to put on a movie while the other teacher was out. Just put on a movie and sit down and get paid. But, no, this guy fully took it to his own personal stage. And I think it is so funny. <laughs> he sounded <laughs> horrible. I can't believe you guys thought he sounded well. I thought well. he sounded okay. I thought yeah, he sounded honestly. good. And I've definitely had teachers... <laughs> singing class no and kind of be fine no let me tell y'all I just want to break shout, out a guitar shout out to my so I, I went to a, um, a school that was a uh, trade based so I was a legal administrative assisting trade Ooh. my teacher my like a trade teacher every Friday she would put on this is how we do but it was because it was Friday we had made it through the True. week we got Party. through our pipeline projects which is where we actually went into the court like it made sense did she have her yeah. own lights and stuff no she just played the song <laughs> no, right Lauren she just played the song <laughs> and, and the yeah. yeah but I'm just saying like maybe you know to, in 2021 kids need morale you've seen teachers online do like re, like remix TikTok songs and yeah stuff like what that was toxic to, boosting morale you know hey it boosted my morale <laughs> I don't even go to Maybe. school there. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so basically the district had come out and said a statement. They said, I've heard worse Britney Spears covers, but the lights are a bit much. <laughs> see, see? And they let him go. <laughs> you guys, this is, this is, this sucks. We shouldn't fire fun. I don't think you should have been fired. Fire, fun. Well, I don't think you should have been fired. We, say that, we yeah. say that as people, our kids weren't in the classroom. True. You know, yeah. I, I, I one, there's like one would have been happy for me. Oh, oh, she okay. was like, oh, you had fun today. Okay, not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember like coming home from school and your parents always like, oh, what did you learn in class today? And you're like, oh, learn my substitute teacher likes toxic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're paying for that education. Right, true. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. And uh, by the way, subscribe to the TMZ podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube. If you want to see our beautiful faces. Check us out. Um, I want to say thank you to these ladies for joining us today. Thank you for Thanks. having us. It was super fun. We'll have to do it again. And bye, guys. See you next time. Bye.